This is the first time. Chirp Radio's live storytelling and music series recorded at Martyrs in Chicago's North Center neighborhood. Here's your host, Jen Sodini. Speaking of dedication and passion, the next, our next performer, Avery R. Young. He is a dedicated, interdisciplinary artist. He's a poet, a composer, a writer. He has an album you can check out on iTunes, Spotify, Booker T, Soul Train. Great pleasure I introduce, I know, right? Avery R. Young. It is a pleasure to be here for you all to tell you a story about a deal, a first time, and all that shit in between, because it happens. Um, but anyway, uh, so my, start, my story starts yesterday. So it does. That's how life is. I know. <laughs> so yesterday, I was starting, it was my first day starting at a school called C.E. Hughes. It is on the west side of Chicago, right off 15th and Trip. Um, and that's Trip with two Ps. <laughs> but either way I go. Um, so I'm in this school and, or I'm, on my way to the school and I'm stopping to get supplies. And so I'm working with them on poetry theater. I mean, I'm not poetry theater, puppet theater. I'm fucking up. <laughs> Already. <laughs> All right, well anyway, I'm working with them on puppets. And so I'm trying to figure out like what kind of puppets we gonna make and so and I'm trying to figure out like the grade level and what I believe they can handle and things of that nature. So I came up with it, we're gonna make some paper puppets for the first day, because I don't know what the fuck you all do. You know? <laughs> you know, and actually I've never made a motherfucking puppet outside of this trip, so it's gonna be our first time <laughs> doing this shit right here. So I will I will also say that. I teach in schools where there's mostly black children. So I was like, well, damn, I gotta go get some colored paper. Cause I don't want these motherfuckers to think that art start with white. <laughs> so I'm getting, I'm looking, I'm looking all over the world for colored paper. You know what I mean colored paper? I really mean colored paper. Like, they gonna make puppets that reflect themselves. I gotta look for sh sheets of fucking paper that will match their skin tone. So I found a pack of paper, a couple of packs of paper, in Kinko's. Um, it's cardstock and it's like manila, tan, this beige color, and then this real dark, dark brown color. And I remember saying to myself in the store, well, shit. I'm gonna take out the dark brown color because nobody know what the fuck you draw on that shit. It's dark as fuck. <laughs> and then I was like, <laughs> then I went to the school. I met the kids and I met a young lady by the name of Deanna. Deanna is a beautiful little girl. She a beautiful little girl with real pudgy cheeks and long braids in her hair. And she's, she's chocolate. She's a chocolate girl like, like Mr. Young. <laughs> And then I was like, fuck, 
I can't take out the dark pieces, pieces of paper because what's she fuck gonna make her damn puppet out of? <laughs> right? And I was like, well, I'm just gonna, we gonna figure out how she gonna make a puppet with a dark brown piece of paper and it's going to work out. So I'm putting the paper on the table and shit like that. Deanna, however, skips over the dark brown paper and she picks like the lightest sheet. And I'm like, Deanna, um, I kept these sheets of paper. <laughs> Just for a motherfucker like you. <laughs> Don't waste my goddamn paper, motherfucker. Do not waste my motherfucking paper. <laughs> and and Deanna said, well, Mr. Young, I want to make myself a pretty puppy. And so it got me to thinking about why I even do the work I do, the art that I make. And um, it got me to thinking about the story that I was rehearsing last week um, amongst other stories. And it was about the first time I wrote a poem. And I was in third grade, and I just got into a school um, on the west side of Chicago called um, Hanson Park. And see, I had an IEP. So for those who don't know what an IEP is, IEP is like special education. And you get, you get um, a meeting that decides whether or not you are, like if your school institution is best suited for whatever disability they say you have, right? So mine was motor. And basically what it also meant to a black boy on the west side of Chicago is I got to go to school with white kids. And so, and the rule before the first day when I left the house was my mama, she said, look, don't have these white people calling my house. <laughs> what about A's and B's? Fuck A's and B's. Don't have no motherfucking white people call my house. <laughs> okay, cool, deal. We'll figure it out as we go. And so I was, I was in the classroom, and I had, I had, I had been in this. I think we started school on the west uh, at Hanson Park when I was. It was November. So. Um, Every week they gave a spelling test and when you get a spelling test, depending on what you got on the spelling test, you got this kind of colored star. So if you got like a hundred on the test, you got a gold star, and if you got like an 80, you get a silver, y'all know where I'm going with this bullshit. But anyway, um, I was like the spelling demon up in this motherfucker. Every week, gold star, gold star, gold star, gold star, gold star. I'm like, I'm a smart motherfucker. I am, ooh wee, white people education is a wonderful fucking thing. And so, we got to this one week called the, for the compound words. And for those who don't know how compound words work, is when you add I-N-G to shit, maybe E-D, maybe E-S-T to shit. But the middle of the motherfucker word, you gotta double them letters. <laughs> I remember that shit. A young lady named Julie did not. 
in my classroom. And Julie and I were running neck to neck. We were like a, in a tie for the gold stars. And this particular spelling test put me way ahead of that motherfucker, trust and believe. Cause I got a hundred on the motherfucker and she failed miserably, you hear me? She failed miserably. Them double T's and double D's fucked her all the way up. <laughs> she didn't know what the fuck to do. She did, she did. She did, she was total fuck up, she was. She was in misery. Her head was laid down on the motherfucking desk. She didn't know what the fuck to do. And me being, me being the eight-year-old motherfucker I was, I'm like, aha. <laughs> I got a hundred on my motherfucking test. You failed. And then she started crying. And I was like, what the fuck? She crying for? And um, I mean, and she was just weeping. <laughs> that's what motherfuckers do when they eight years old though I, f I realize that now as a teacher like kids cry all the goddamn fucking time and I be like you too fucking bad to do all this goddamn crying motherfucker shut up <laughs> what the fuck you crying for you punching her motherfucking throat what is you crying for well, anyway so she crying and so Teacher walked over to her and she was just like, what's wrong, Julie? And Julie said, Avery's making fun of me. I failed my test and he passed, now he's in front of me. She says, don't worry about Avery. He's made out of dirt and you're made out of sand. I'm like, this motherfucker just called me dirt. What the fuck you talking about, Willis? <laughs> talking about Willis I was like okay I'm trying to figure this out she called me dirty and I'm the smart motherfucker in my damn head and I'm like uh-uh her mom and daddy did it my mom and daddy did it she know better than me I'm the motherfucker with the hundred <laughs> and then she sent me to the damn office and when I got to the office she sent me to the office with a letter, and I didn't know what the hell was in the letter because I didn't think to read it before I got to the principal office. And the principal was like, Mr. Young, what are you doing here? I don't know. It must be something white people do. I got 100 on my test, I got sent to the office. <laughs> so she goes, she he, he, he reads the letter, then he calls my mother. And I'm like, oh shit. I broke a fucking rule. But this trip was crazy because my mama was not at home. She was at work. And my mama worked as a punch press operator. So she was working on an assembly line. So not only did white people call her, but they called her at her job that had to stop. So she had to go, uh-huh, right, right. And you know, if you ever worked on an on assembly line, you got a quotas, right, that you must meet. Right, and you meet if it takes you eight o'clock to meet that motherfucker, you're just gonna be at work till eight o'clock, mean a damn quota. But either way, she had one of those type of jobs. So he told her when he got her on the phone, he was like, Well, uh, Miss Booker, I want you to know that Avery has been dis being d disruptive in the class and he's been using inappropriate language. He's been talking about sexual intercourse, and I went, Sexual intercourse? I didn't fucking say sexual intercourse. <laughs> These motherfuckers lie. Oh, they lie. I said, did it. <laughs> and 
was, you know, and I was just all fucked up in the world and in the game because when I got home, I got in motherfucking trouble because I broke the motherfucking rule, got my ass beat, and my uncle laughed at my ass because he's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I'm like, oh, they lying on me. He's like, what they lying on me? I said, they said. And I was talking about sexual intercourse. I didn't say sexual intercourse. I said, did it, and he started laughing, and he says, we have to have a talk. <laughs> Since I was a good little church boy, I just thought I had sin for God and things of the nature. So what happened was I wrote a poem. And I, and I remember writing this poem, and I was in my mind, I'm like, oh, when I get to school tomorrow, I'm going to read this motherfucker teacher, the poem, because she got me in this bullshit right now, that I'm in right now. She got me in this bullshit. And um, I went, and it was some poem, it, it, was, it was about like, um, it was something about, um, I never equated black with being dirty, right? And she was very impressed by the poem, although I was saying it to really cuss her ass out. But she was impressed. She was like, oh, Avery, and you used the word equate. And I was like, this motherfucker keep trying it with me. That was a full-fledged fucking try. <laughs> that was a try. Wasn't that a try? That was a fucking try. And so I'm like, I don't know what to do with the hub, but I'm just like, well, fuck it. And I realized at that point that, you know, with that piece of art, she listened. And um, she didn't never apologize for calling me a motherfucking dirty or nothing like that. But, you know, she put my poetry, made me write poems, and she put it in a book, and then it was published, and I won some fucking award, and it was like, she was yay, 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 Avery all day. You know what I'm saying? So it was, it was really crazy. Um, and I learned that. And when I was going over the story um, with them last week, it triggered this whole other memory of why I was, because I was trying to figure out why I was so bothered about being called dirt, right? Because I didn't recognize at the time I'm eight. Just dirt was just a bad word. I didn't know that she was being racist or prejudiced or anything of that, that nature. Um, and I really, in retrospect, don't think she was being mean, right? she was trying to keep a, a girl from crying. And I just got sacrificed <laughs> in, 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 that, in that situation, right? Um, but then I just realized why did it bother me to be called dirty? And I remember as a little boy growing up, and I'm like the darkest person in my family, that I would take these baths and bleach and comet because I was believed that was the way I would get the dirt off because I couldn't see dirt on my dark skin. So I would have to use bleach and comet to make to ensure this. And I got really smart one day and I used a, a, a scarring pad, right? And no, don't all. <laughs> but I cut myself and um and then I put my hand back in this, the, well, bleach got back on my hand and I started to scream, right? And so my big mama come in the bathroom and she's like, are you wasting my motherfucking bleach? <laughs> what the fuck wrong with you? <laughs> she do all the cussing. But anyway, I like to tell a story with all the cussing. What the boy, what is she doing with my bleach? And my my bleach and my comment, oh my towels, oh 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 man, 
Oh, get up out of that water. You gonna think have people thinking I'm abusing you over there at that school? <laughs> they gonna call people and take you away. <laughs> and I realized that's what bothered me because I was like, I'm not dirty, right? And I did so much of it to not, like, I did, I did so many things for the walk out into a world and they not think that of me. And for her to, for her to say that, just brought that shit up. And it was just crazy. And I was thinking about it last week when I was telling the story and it was like, you know, the, 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 the um, note was, we need to know the deal. And then it was just like, in that, that poem, in that moment, I made myself that deal to um, basically what I wanted to do for Deanna, right? Was to get her to see that the dark sheet of paper was, was pretty, right? And that she can make a pretty version of herself with that dark sheet of paper, that she didn't have to be like Beyonce and eliminate her own ass. <laughs> in order, in order to, to figure that she could make herself or represent herself in a piece of art that was on a dark sheet of paper. And um, so with that being said, there's a song on the record if you all ever figure out to go online and look it up. And it's a song that I did called Worth Parts One and Two. And it kind of deals with the whole journey to realizing that when I wake up and I look at all this, it's all right. You know, it is more than all right, you know? It's the shit. And um, I'm gonna just do a little bit of it and I'm gonna walk off stage. That's okay with y'all? Just a little bit of it. I bathe in Ajax war and I scrub with a brillo pad. Oh Lord, I got no lighter. Oh, I God's moment. Oh, bleach really burns when it gets in the eye. Oh, Lord, and I found us out. Just to get your love. Oh, oh, I found this out. Hey, just to get your love. Oh, and I say, Everything that's wrong in me be everything I wish you'd see. Be everything worth getting yourself next to. Oh, 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 everything that's strong in me. Be everything 
Oh, I wish you would see be everything worth
listening to a Chirp Radio podcast of our live storytelling and music series, The First Time. Our storyteller was Avery R. Young. And The First Time 3 performed Is It Because I'm Black by Syl Johnson. The First Time 3 is Steve Frisbee, Liam Davis, and Scott Stevenson. To hear more First Time pieces, check out the series website, firsttime.chirpradio.org. And you can find more podcasts produced by the station at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Thanks for listening.